What up, peeps? It's your girl, Life Strategist KG. Happy New Year! I know we are um, almost done with January, um, so I wanted to come to you guys before um, we made it and transitioned into a new month in the new year. A lot has happened since the last time I've came to you guys. So I wanted to say hello, get you caught up on what has been happening in Life Strategist KG's life. Um, talk about transformation. Talk about some things that I've learned through some challenges that I had to experience in 2017. And also talk about how I am growing and elevating from those things and how you can too. I also want to talk about what is to come this year for my podcast. Um, so if you haven't noticed, the name of the podcast has changed. I am going to call it Cocktails and Combo with Life Strategist KG. Yes, honey. Two things that I love, cocktails and combo. So today, to start it off right, I am sipping on a nice wine. Um, I've um, just sat down. I've uh, cooked dinner for the family. And so I wanted to have a nice glass of wine, you know, just to relax and also to kick off the podcast on the right foot. So I am sipping on a rosé, people. Yes, a rosé, nothing too fancy, something I purchased at the grocery when I went to go and grab dinner. Um, and the brand of it is Panetti, I think, Panetti. Nothing too expensive, just something that I grabbed. Like I said, it's a rosé. So that is what I am rocking with today. Yes. So grab your favorite cocktail, wine, tea, coffee, whatever it is that you like to sip on and sit down and join your girl for some cocktails and some convo. All right. All right, so let's get started. Let's jump right into today's podcast. Um, so the first thing that I want to do is introduce myself to those new listeners who will be joining me. So I am Life Strategist KG. I am a certified life coach out of Nashville, Tennessee. I have five children, zero pets, and um, yeah. And I've been life coaching for a few years now. Um, so life coaching is my passion. Uh, my profit career is a, I'm an analyst. So I work in IT as a business analyst. And um, that's what pays the bills. And life coaching fulfills me and also adds to it. So it is something that I'm definitely passionate about. It is something that I always wanted to do before I even knew life coaching was a profession. When I was an undergrad, um, and you know how you take those tests to see, you know, what profession you should be in, life coaching was one of the professions that showed up on my test. And I, you know, reviewed it and researched it to see what it was about because I had never heard of it before, even though I was familiar familiar with Iyanla Van Zant. Um, because I don't know if you guys know, but before Fix uh, Your Life, honey. Iyala had a show way back in the day. And as a youngster, I used to watch that show. And so I was familiar with Iyala Van Zant. That's the first life coach I am uh, aware of. Um, but I didn't know it was something that everyone could do. You know, I thought that this woman had these special powers. And so it was something that I researched and reviewed. And honey, once I saw that you couldn't get a regular job, as a life coach, it was something that you had to make your own lane. Like you had to create the lane for your career. Um, back in those days, I was looking for a steady paycheck. I had two young children and one on the way. And so mommy didn't have time to ch chase dreams. I had to chase chicks. Okay. So, <laughs> um, needless to say, it was something that I put off for years just because I didn't see it being feasible as a career path for myself, but it was, tugging at me and tugging at me and tugging at me. Um, it would be something that would pop up in my mind, pop up in my e email inbox, because I did um, go back and research uh, certification programs, you know, throughout the years to see what certification programs were out there and the cost to see if it was something that I could do. And honey, one day I was on my way to work. And I was listening to Steve Harvey Morning Show. Lisa Nichols was on Steve Harvey Morning Show. And if you are not familiar with Lisa Nichols, Google her. Um, Lisa Nichols is a 
well-known uh, motivational speaker and and coach. And so she was on the Steve Harvey Morning Show and she was telling her story of hitting rock bottom and how from rock bottom, how she worked her way up to creating a highly successful um, coaching company that was the only company in the coaching industry to go public. Now, Lisa Nichols is a very successful um, Black woman who took her company public a few years ago. And um, she motivated me. Like I was feeling unfulfilled. I was making um, okay money, enough money to help support my family, but I was unfulfilled. My passions wasn't being fulfilled. Like I would go um, to work and I would like be the inspirational chick and motivate everybody. And everybody would come to me and ask me for my advice and all of these great things, but I wasn't fulfilled. Um, and so I finally bit the bullet, went back, got my life coaching certification and decided to take the leap to do this. And this is something I am passionate about. I feel like um, people need somebody in their corner to help guide them and to help change their perception. Sometimes all we need is a change of perception. We need somebody to shift our focus. Um, and that's what coaches do. They motivate you, they inspire you, but they also hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to do. And so since I did that, it's been almost three years ago since I started my coaching business, Dream Life Coaching. And what a ride it has been. Since then, I have coached several um, people, mostly um, women and business owners, to achieve great success and, and great transformation in their lives. And I, I absolutely love it. It brings me great joy. You know you are doing something um, that you are passionate about when you will do it for free. And coaching is something that I would do for free, not that I'm going to do it for free. This is the free format right here, my podcast. So I hope that you guys join me and um, get, you know, some of these tools and some of these tips that I have. We, we're going to have real conversations about real life. And, you know, I want to help you um, transform your lives. So if there is anything that I hope to get out of my podcast is that something that I say through my life's lessons, I can help somebody else avoid some of the mistakes that I've had to learn the hard way, um, see things from a different perspective, change their mindset and change their lives. So in my podcast, we're going to be sipping, like I said, our favorite drinks, whatever your favorite drink is. My favorite drink is wine. So that's probably what I will be sipping most of the time when I come to you um, with my podcast. Um, and you sip whatever you want. If that's wine, honey, vodka, a good scotch, some uh, tea or some coffee, grab your favorite drink and join me here for Cocktails and Convo with Life Strategist KG. I am going to take a quick break and I will be back so that we can discuss where have I been? <laughs> All right, your girl is back. All right, so the answer to the question, where have I been? I have been all around um, going through life, okay? Trying to get my life together um, and just growing, honey, and out here glowing or trying to glow. Um, but honestly, um, since I have... Um, recorded my last podcast, I've went through a lot of changes, a lot of life changes um, that I had to go through. Um, I think that my last podcast that I recorded was in 2017. And since then, a lot has changed. Um, I lost a couple of very important people in my life at the end of 2017. And going into 2018, I lost one of the most important people in my life. Um, so at the end of 2017, I had in December alone, I had a cousin who passed away and I had a close friend who passed away. Um, and then in, at the beginning of 2018, my grandmother, who was the matriarch of our family, played a huge role in my life and my upbringing, uh, unfortunately passed away. She was 90 years old. And so um, 
that started, that was like a catalyst to some of the changes that I had to go through in 2018 to get to where I am today, which is happy, healthy, growing, and excited about what is to come. And so my grandmother passed away in January of last year and um, her passing opened my eyes to see that there were some things in my life that I wasn't proud of how they were going. And so I feel like my grandmother, um, whether intentionally or unintentionally, created a standard and a legacy for her family. My grandmother was a woman, I feel, of great strength. My grandmother had seven children, so many grandkids, great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids. My grandmother was 90 years old, as I stated, when she passed. She was able to see and enjoy four generations of her family. What a blessing that is, right? And so when my grandmother passed away, like literally in December before my grandmother passed away, she was sick. And we originally thought because the doctors told us she had pneumonia. And so she was in the hospital for a few weeks trying to, you know, get better with the pneumonia. And um, she got out of the hospital um, in December, right before Christmas. And every year without fail, my grandmother would go and buy Christmas presents for everybody in the family. All of her kids, all of her grandkids, all of her great grandkids, all of our spouses, like everybody. And she would actually go to the store and buy the gifts herself. And she would get good gifts. Like she would buy us nice purses, you know, nice shirts. Um, She would buy the kids and the, the kids' clothes and toys, good gifts. And we would always go over my grandmother's house for dinner and, you know, just have family time. And that was our tradition. And so the December um, before she passed away, that it was no different. She was sick. She still went and made sure that she got presents for everybody. Um, and so my grandmother knew um, that whatever she was dealing with, it was bigger than pneumonia. Um, and so they wanted to, you know, do some testing. They wanted to cut her stomach open. They found a mass in her stomach. They wanted to cut her open and test it. And my grandmother, having been a hospice nurse, wasn't going for it. She was like, no, if it's my time, it's my time. I'm 90 years old. I'm not about to allow you to cut me open. And then, you know, I get sick and I have to suffer. And so as hard as it was for us to understand, to accept it, we had to understand it. And um, my grandmother, when she passed, it wasn't like she had dealt with the illness for a long period of time. As a matter of fact, I can't remember my grandmother really being sick. So that was a blessing. Um, And so when she passed, I feel like it was surrounded by love. Like all of her kids, this living, I have an aunt that has passed, um, that preceded my grandmother in death several years um, before. But all of her kids that were living and all like grandkids, like we all surrounded her, you know, in her li- her last days. So we were all able to, you know, love on her, let her know that we loved her. She let us know that she loved us, the grandkids, great grandkids. Um, and she was just surrounded by a lot of loves when she made the transition from this world um, into the next um, phase of her life, which is heaven. I'm praying. Um, but um, it was hard, but I was at peace with her passing because I know that she lived a good life. My grandmother didn't want for anything. And like I said, I feel like my grandmother was a woman of great strength. Um, my grandmother had seven children. And at the age of 42, after um, having worked as a maid, she decided to go back to school as a, a single mother and um, become a nurse. And at 42, she also purchased her home, which we still have in our family. Um, it's the only home that I know. And it was the home that sheltered several of her children whenever they needed sheltering with their family. So I spent some time there, me and my family, when we needed it. And that's where we go for family gatherings. Um, but she also purchased her first car at 42 and taught herself how to drive. Like, how amazing is that? Like most people think that the older you get, the less options you have. And my grandmother looked at her age as a way to begin a new beginning, a new life, a new standard. And, um, because of that, 
she didn't allow any of us, her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, like there was a standard that she set for us. Um, and you had to um, work hard. Um, there was no excuses when it comes to, you know, going after your dreams, providing for your families. Those things were to be expected. And so she played a huge role in my life and my family's life. She was our matriarch, Ark. And um, her passing, like I said, opened my eyes to some things in my life that I wasn't qu quite proud of. Um, I didn't feel like I was living up to that standard that I feel like she set. And I didn't feel like I was creating an environment for my family to grow and to create the legacy that I want to leave behind for my family and for my future generations. And so that required me to like, really like look at my life and make some hard decisions. And so one of those decisions was walking away from a long-term relationship that I was in. So after my grandmother passed away in January and February, I um, decided to, to, to step away from that relationship. Um, and that was a hard decision. Um, and actually, it's so crazy because at the time, the job that I was at, I had just experienced a decrease in my pay, right? And so, um, as I stated before, I have five children. And so, it took a lot of faith for me to make the decision to to step out on faith, trust God, and to um, make that transition and to become a single mother at that point, right, with less income. And so before I made that decision, I, I truly, you know, prayed about it. And I felt in my spirit that it was the right thing that I needed to do. And that all I had to do was trust God throughout the process. And he was going to provide my every need. Um, and now I want to give you a disclaimer, because I, I want you to know that I am a very spiritual person. I have a great relationship with God. Um, I don't push my religion off on anyone, um, but I do believe that everyone should have a strong spiritual foundation, whatever that looks like for you. And so in my podcast, as we go through this journey together, you will hear me talk about God a lot because it is something it God is very huge in my life. And if it, it isn't, if it was not for my spiritual foundation, Honey, I don't know where I would be. And I remember there was a time that I would say that and not truly fully understand what that meant. But after going through life's challenges, I truly understand the fullness of what that statement means. And so for me, I had to make that hard decision. So that was in February. And so that meant that it was me, my children, um, and God, right? And so throughout that journey, I've learned so much about myself and I've learned to solely trust and lean on God. Um, and so last year I went through a lot of challenges, right? Because I had been with my um, husband um, for my entire adult life. And so that's all I knew, right? My entire adult life. I met my husband when I was 19 years old. Um, we had our first child when 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 I was 20, he was 21. And so, um, and that was back in the early 2000s. So becoming single, semi-single, I would say, because we're still technically married, becoming semi-single, Becoming a single parent was something that was new for me, but I knew it was something that I needed, that we needed, because the environment that we were creating for our children wasn't a healthy environment. And I didn't want my children's children to grow up in an environment that would foster um, unhealthy habits and cycles that I didn't want them to repeat. And so I had to make that tough decision because. I want them to see two healthy, happy adults, not two people who are miserable staying together for the children. And so I made that decision in February. I, like I said, before I even made that decision or took the first step, I prayed about it. And in the midst of my prayer, I also prayed that God would guide me, God would lead me, God would provide for me and my family. And I also prayed that whatever I needed, in that season, he would send to me, right? 
And this is when I was introduced to the Sprinkle of Jesus app. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know about the Sprinkle of Jesus app. If not, honey, go to the Play Store or the uh, uh, iTunes Store and download it. Because when I say every obstacle challenge that I face... Sprinkle of Jesus was right there, sprinkling a little bit of motivation and inspiration, a little bit of Jesus right when I needed it. And it gave me strength. It was like Jesus came down, down in the form of an app to speak directly to people like me who are hard headed and who he sends signs like the sign will be right in front of your face and you still don't see it. You will look all around it. And so. I was introduced to that. That was one of the things that has definitely been very helpful in keeping me um, strengthened throughout this transition. Um, and then also, you know, there were, like I said, I, I experienced a decrease in my pay. So my theme for 2018 was money goals. I was all about making money moves. And y'all know that this came from one of my favorite Ratchet songs, Cardi B. Um, what is it? Bodak Yellow, I think is the song or money. I don't remember the name of the song, but it was a Cardi B song that I was feeling at the top of 2018. So that was like my theme for 2018, money moves. And when I say be careful what you put out there, be careful what you pray for, be careful what you wish for, and make sure that you are ready to deal with everything that comes along with that thing that you want so bad. Because I don't feel like a lot of times we really sit down and think about how much it's going to take for you to get the things that you want or that you say that you want. And if you really sat down and like broke down everything that's going to come along with the thing that you want, nine times out of 10, some of us will realize that we don't really want it that bad. (laughs) Like, you know, some people have these goals to, you know, lose weight or, or be fit or, um, you know, they want to be, um, sexy. I want to get summertime fine, but they don't really think about what it entails to get that result. Right. And so I know for me, um, I used to say I wanted to be fit. Now I'm thin by nature, but I think that we can all, we can always, um, improve. And so I used to say, I wanted to be fit, honey. I wanted abs, um, and all of that. I want abs. I want my butt to be shapely. And then when I really like saw what it took to actually get that and the dedication that it took, you know, to, um, eating properly and exercising and the type of exercise that it takes for you to get that and the type of commitment that it takes for you to get that, the foodie in me said, girl, we are not about this life. Like, I don't want it that bad. Like, if I never have abs again, I will be okay. (laughs) So I think that a lot of times we really have to sit down and we have to really dive into what it's going to take for us to get the goals, to get to the results that we say we want, right? And so for me, 2018, I said that I wanted to make money moves. Um, Now, I didn't know what that looked like. I just knew that I wanted to make enough money to not only provide for my family, but also um, to have experiences and to grow my business. Now, money moves I did make, but what it took to make those money moves um, was a lot of time and a lot of effort on my behalf, right? It took me working several odd jobs like Uber and Lyft. Um, It took me, I was doing Ship, if you ever heard of Ship, which is a grocery shopping service and um, Instacart. Um, I picked up a part-time job. I was doing UPS, which is United United Partial Services. You know, uh, what can can Brown do for you? Honey, Brown got me right. Because I was lifting boxes, throwing boxes. Honey, when I say those last 10 pounds I need to lose, I lost 10 plus at UPS. But it took a lot of time and it took a lot out of me to actually accomplish that goal of making money moves in 2018. Um, The pro was I'd made enough money to make sure that me and my children were were good. And of course, you know, their dad also helped 
So that was great. Um, we didn't miss a beat. You know, I was able to make the money that I need to make sure we still like I, every year I try to take them to an amusement park. We, we still did that. Like they have extracurricular activities that they do. We didn't miss a beat with that. Bills were getting paid. Honey, I was even able to take trips. Like I went to Denver for the Woman Evolve Conference with um Sarah Jake Jakes Roberts. Amazing. I went on a cruise, my first cruise with the Model Mom team, which is a magazine that I write for. And we went to the Bahamas in October on a cruise as a way to celebrate the um, second year anniversary. Like... I made money moves, but it took a lot of time and it took a lot of effort on my part. And so by November, I was exhausted. And that made me think about, you know, how you actually look at goals and how you actually have to look at goals. Like if you say you want something, you have to break it down so that you can see what it is going to require out of you to make sure that you are ready to meet those requirements. Because if you don't understand everything that it entails to accomplish the goal that you have set for yourself, you will fail. You will fail because, you know, we have all of these great goals and social media does a great job of making success look easy in any area like fitness. You see these fitness people and they say flat tummy tea. You can drink flat tummy tea and it's going to take away your bloating. All of these, you know, quick and easy microwavable methods to accomplish goals quickly um, that are just not sustainable and a lot of times not actual. And so you get caught up in the hype, not realizing the work behind the scenes that it's actually going to take you to accomplish those goals. And so when you get into the meat of it and you start to see actually what is going to require the time that it's going to take, the effort that you have to put in, the 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 sacrifice that you have to make, the dedication that you have to have to it. A lot of people realize they don't want it that bad, just like I didn't want them abs that bad. So um, that's what, you know, I learned in 2018. You know, like I said, my theme for 2018 was money moves. So I changed my theme um, for 2019, honey, because... Um, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and I did a lot of work. And so this year, I'm just focusing on growth, and I am focusing on um, impact, and I'm focusing on um, being intentional, being intentional. And so um, that's one of the things that I learned in, in, in 2018. Um, some of the uh, additional challenges that I had to go through was, you know, just navigating this new season of now I'm um, a single, semi-single woman. Um, I'm a single mother. Um, and so the bulk of the responsibility of my children and, you know, making sure that I am pouring into them, giving them what they need, guiding them and steering them in the right direction, it falls on me. Um, so that was that has been challenging and i think that that is the biggest reason that i had to take a step back from some of the things that i was doing like my podcast because um i was navigating new waters and so i had to figure out what that looked like and what it required from me before i started to have my hands in many different pots because at the end of the day None of this matters if the most important people in my life are not good, which for me, that's my my children. And so if they are not where they need to be, my business doesn't matter. Like none of this matters. And so I had to take time to focus on them and get them what they needed. But I also had to take time to focus on me and kind of figure out what I needed in that season. How can I grow in that season? Because the last thing as a coach that I want to do is to be spewing my views on anyone or giving out negative energy because of what I'm going through. And so I just had to take the time that I needed to grow so that I can give you guys what you needed. You can't pour from an empty cup. I always say that. So I had to fill me up so that um, whatever I pour out, it's going to be positive. It's going to be um, 
inspirational, and it's going to be valuable so that you guys can go out, take from me something that can impact you in a way that creates change in your life. And so that's where I've been, honey. I'm growing out here, glowing and focusing on life and elevating. And that's what I'm focusing on in 2019. Elevating, growing some more. I'm going to continue to glow out here in these streets and continue to grow into who I need to be um, for the people that I need to be here for, which most importantly are my children. And so I am excited. I'm excited for everything that the future holds. Um, I can't say that there isn't fear there, but I don't believe that fear and faith can reside in the same space. And so I lean more on faith and not the fear of the unknown. And so my faith tells me that everything is going to be okay. It's going to work out. Whatever is to come is better than what was. And so if you are dealing with fear right now, you are looking at a huge transition in your life, or you are just trying to figure it out, understand that it will get better later. Now, um, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy because it's not going to be easy. True growth and transformation comes with growing pains. So understand that and know that you are going to have to grow through it, honey. Don't go through it. Grow through it because there is something to learn in every challenge. There is a lesson in every blessing. So Make sure that you are growing through what you are going through. And that's what I had to do. And I continue to do because life never stops. All right. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I am going to talk about circumstantial achiever. What is a circumstantial achiever and how is it holding you back? All right. I am back. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, I know that this podcast is probably going to be a little longer than the rest of the podcast, just because I had to get you guys caught uh, caught up on what has been happening, where I've been, what I've been doing. Um, And so thank you guys for sticking with me. Go ahead and take a sip of your cocktail. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, good. Now, I usually like sweeter wines, but this one is a great blend of sweet and dry. And so I'm enjoying it, but I'm really enjoying talking um, through, you know, this podcast. This is something that I've been wanting to do. I've been putting it off, unfortunately, because I had to focus on other things. But I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about what's to come. And I'm excited for everyone that I'm going to be able to connect with through this podcast and everyone that I hope will be impacted through this podcast. So yes, honey, let's dive into a circumstantial achiever. That's what your girl has been. I realized this um, as I was going through some of the, the toughest struggles of my life in 2018. A circumstantial achiever is someone who allows their circumstances to impact their success or their productivity. And so a circumstantial achiever achieves and they are productive when everything is going well. But as soon as some challenges happen, they allow that to like impact them. Right. And not in a positive way. You don't work harder. You can't focus on work. Um, You can't focus on anything but the challenges and the struggles. And as a life coach, I know that that is not good um, and that that is like kryptonite to achieving your goals. But that is something that I was. I realized that um, I had moments last year where I was definitely um, thrown off of focus by the challenges that I was dealing with. Um, and so at one point I remember looking up, there was a a test and it was a test about what's, um, what's your productivity style. So I took the test and the test said your productivity style is, um, you are a circumstantial achiever. Um, you are great in great circumstances. You achieve great success 
But when challenges occur, you are less productive. And that is so true because um, especially dealing with challenges of the family, um, it was hard for me to like just focus on some things. Recently, my 17-year-old son was having some challenges and um, I was able to push through everything and still, you know, gain more clients, have my coaching sessions. I had events last year. Um, I was doing good. I was on a roll up until about October. Yep. Up until about October, I had, I I gained some new clients and it, it was going good. And I was steadily building my, my coaching practice. I even connected with, I did some networking. And so I was able to connect with some nonprofits here that needed some coaches that, um, could help, um, coach, um, other people who are also nonprofit professionals. Um, and so I was able to get some contracts going with some organizations. So I was feeling real good, um, until about October. So rewind, um, in September, I lost my job. Um, and so that was huge. I had been working for the company I was working for, for five years And um, I lost my job in September. That was definitely challenging for me. But even that couldn't stop me. That motivated me to go harder, right? And so in the midst of me being in between jobs, I decided that I was going to focus on building my coaching business. And so in that time, I was able to go to networking events, connect with some awesome people who connected me with other awesome people, um, which is how I was able to get some contracts that I I was able to get, which was freaking awesome. I was on cloud cloud nine and then October hit and my son started to have challenges, Um, not just in school, but just challenges that required me as a mother to focus 100% on him. Um, Because we all know that adolescence is already hard enough um, and trying to navigate challenges as an adolescent can be very, um, it can be very, um, challenging to say the least. Right. And so he was having some challenges at school, having some challenges with some of his peers, honey, he was just lost. The baby was lost. He was lost. He trying to figure stuff out, uh, rebelling, not listening to, you know, my directions, not following the rules, wanting to do what he wanted to do. And as a mama, I am not that mama that's just going to sit back and let you do what you want to do. Hell no. Like that's not happening. So I had to like halt, you know, some of the things that I was working on to kind of help him get back on track. So, you know, I tried to help him get back on track. I felt like he was listening. I felt like he had started to get on track. And then early November, he like just almost jumped ship like completely like was just going to jump ship and do what he wanted to do, honey. And so I had to like just halt everything. I stopped sessions. I stopped everything that I was doing because I needed to focus on him and I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't do any inspirational emails, coaching sessions, new clients, uh, promotion, nothing. I couldn't focus on anything but what he needed in that moment so that he could get on track as I, as I see it, um, and get what he needed. Because I feel like he's at a very, um, fragile stage in his life. He's 17 years old. He's a senior. He's about to graduate. And, um, he is dealing with his parents being separated. You know, he's dealing with his older brother brother being off to college. He's the oldest in, in the household. Um, and there's no telling what else he was dealing with. You know, his peers, like, you don't know what kids have to deal with on a daily basis. And for me, um, having sons, you realize that boys don't talk a lot. Like, girls will come home and tell you everything that happened. What Susie said, what Tiffany did, what Joe did, they're going to tell you everything that's going on. And boys are totally different. They hold a lot in and they don't do a lot of talking. And so as a mother, 
I wanted to make sure that he knew that he was supported. But also, again, going back to what I learned from my grandmother, I had to set the standard for what is going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. And so he was doing some things that's definitely, honey, not allowed. And so I had to correct that very quickly and let him know that as a mother, I'm not going to tolerate certain behaviors. He's about to transition from child to adult, young adult. He's about to be 18 years old. He's about to go to college. And so I felt like there were certain things that he needed that I wasn't able to give to him. Um, I felt like he needed more structure. He needed more discipline. He needed consistency in getting those things. And I didn't feel like I was able to give that to him because for one, I'm a mother and we are nurturers. Um, Even though I feel like I can give tough love. I just don't think that there are certain things that I can give to him as a man because I've never been a man. And his father um, can try to give those things to him, but his father um, was focusing on, you know, he had a business that he was working on. And then sometimes I feel like you have to get get objective um influences sometimes to help your children because a lot of times children don't listen to their parents. They think that we don't know what we're talking about. They feel like we've never been through anything. We've never experienced anything and that we just talking out of the side of our necks and we don't know what we're talking about. And so sometimes I feel like you have to bring in objective influences into the picture to kind of help guide them. When they say it takes a village, I truly believe that because you can't do it all on your own. And a lot of times kids don't even listen to their parents. When I was that age, I didn't listen to my parents. I really didn't start listening to my parents till I turned 30. Let's be real. Okay. When I turned 30 and I had children and my children were starting to transition from that little cute phase to the preteen teenage phase, that's when I started to realize how real it is as a parent. And honey, that's when I had to go back and uh, lean on some of those lessons that my parents was trying to teach me when I was a teenager and young adult that I wasn't listening to. And once I started to realize that they knew exactly what they were talking about, like I had to go back and apologize to my parents about not listening and, you know, trying to rebel and going against some of the things that they tried to tell me at a young age. Like even now as a mother, um, transitioning from a mother with young kids to teenagers and young adults, I think about some of the stuff that I did, some of the stuff that I put my, some of the situations I put myself in. And I just want to call and apologize to my parents every day. I'll call and apologize to my mama at least once a week. So honey, I am all about it takes a village to raise children. Now, you have to be selective with who's in your village. You can't let any and everybody in your village um, because you don't want them to get lessons from any and everybody. But it definitely takes a village to raise children. And so I had to lean on my village in this season and I had to, um, you know, allow people to come in and help and and give feedback. And I had to make a decision uh, for my son. Um, And so he is now in military school, which I feel like is the best place for him finishing out his high school um, year. He's going to be graduating out of this military academy, which is a blessing because it is available. And I feel like what he needs, they're going to give him. And so far, they have definitely been working with him and working with us. They believe in him just as much as we do. And they see greatness in him just as much as we do. But as I was going through that whole phase of trying to figure out what was going on with him and, and trying to make sure that I made the right decision to help him get on track, I couldn't focus on anything else. So um, that's what I mean by circumstantial achiever. And some people are, are able to go through great challenges and still be present, you know, in the things that they need to be present in. They still show up and are present at work and can still climb the corporate ladder or show up in their businesses and, you know, still are successful and can leave the personal outside of, of the professional and the business. I realized that that wasn't me. But what I also learned is that I have full control over that, right? And so, and I realized that nine times out of 10, a lot of people feel the same way I do. And a lot of people are circumstantial or achievers. We allow 
the things that's going on in our lives to prevent us from accomplishing our goals. Because those things can be discouraging. Those things can be exhausting. Um, You allow fear to creep in and doubt to creep in. Um, Those things are like deadly diseases to your dreams and to your goals. Like they attack your immune system, right? In a way that like tries to kill the dreams that you have and the goals that you have for yourself. And so you have to counterattack that with forcing yourself to be productive, forcing yourself to focus, shutting off the voices, shutting off the personal and focusing on the things that require you to be present, right? Because once those challenges are are gone, like once you have solved those issues, you still have to get back to to work. You still have to get back to those things that you left stagnant. And that can be discouraging, right? Because you feel like, you haven't done anything. You feel like you've been slacking. You give yourself a hard time. You beat yourself up. You dwell on what you haven't done, what you haven't accomplished. Then you go to social media. Then you go to Instagram, Facebook, mostly Instagram. Then you go to Instagram and see that such and such is doing great. They look like they have no challenges. Everything is perfect in their lives. And you get caught up in that and comparison and all of those things that throw you off of what you're supposed to be on, push you out of your lane, right? And we all know what happens when you try to get out of your lane, you cause accidents. And so I want to challenge you to take your control back the same way that I'm taking my control back and to be present in the things that require you to be present in. And that means you have to prioritize things, right? And know that sometimes Um, everything doesn't require your attention. Everything isn't a priority. You know, everything isn't urgent. Um, and I like to do what I call the triple P's to help me breathe and like really like determine if something is a priority and if something does require my focus and my attention and does require me to, um, you know, change what my focus is. And that's the triple P's, the pause, ponder, and the pray method. And so that pause, ponder, pray is allowing you to take a moment. So when challenges arise or you feel anxiety coming on or you feel overwhelmed, take a moment, stop yourself, just pause. That's the pause. Stop yourself Breathe deeply as many times as you need to, to calm yourself, right? Calm the anxiety, calm the voices, and then pray or meditate. Just pray on it really quickly. Pray on it. Meditate on it. Breathe. And then determine if it requires a response. And I feel like if you do that nine times out of 10, you'll realize that the things that you feel are urgent in the moment actually are not urgent. Do not require a response from you. Whatever you're focused on, you can finish it. And then let me focus on that. Or let me put it off to tomorrow. And sometimes the things that we feel are urgent that require our attention actually resolve themselves. Right. And so that's what I take. That's what I call being proactive. Right. A lot of times we are stuck in being reactive. You're always reactive and reactive um, is you're constantly reacting to things that happen to you. And that's what creates a circumstantial achiever. Because you are always in reaction mode. Like you're always reacting to things that happen. Oh my God, that happened. Okay, that requires my attention. Oh, this happened. Oh my God, let me go over here. It's like you're constantly putting out fires, right? And if you just stop and take a moment, you'll realize that every fire doesn't need your attention. Some fires can go out on their own. Some fires aren't fires at all. And that can help you prioritize actually what is priority for you. And I'll give you an example. Something happened recently with my son that usually I would be reactive. Oh my God. Okay. I need to hurry up and focus on this. I was actually at work. So good news. I didn't share this. I was able to get a new job, 
doing something that I actually love and I wanted to do and I've been wanting to do for years. I'm a business analyst and yeah, your girl is back and making the check. Yay. So (laughs) that is a blessing. But I was at my new job and um, I got a call about my son and I would usually, I was about to react. um, And then I thought about being a circumstantial achiever and I'm at work. Work needs my attention. I was actually working on something. And I took that moment and I did the triple P's. I paused, took some deep breaths, and I prayed about it, right? And I realized I don't need to react in this moment. If he's having challenges, he'll still be having those challenges in a couple of hours when I get off of work. I'll deal with it then. And so I went back to focusing on what I was focused on, completed a project I was working on for work. A couple of hours later, the situation resolved itself, right? Can you say a win? I felt so great because I was able to stop myself from being reactive, you know, putting off work. Let me go check on him. Let me leave work. And I was able to like prioritize what was the priority in that moment. And the situation worked itself out, right? And a lot of times that's what we have to do. Um, And we have to take the step back and allow things sometimes to fall in place the way that they need to fall in place. Um, So if you are a circumstantial achiever, like I was, I am a recovering circumstantial achiever. There is hope. There is hope for you. You have the power, you have the control. I've given given you a some tools to use to be more proactive, less reactive, and less circumstantial so that you can achieve great success in your life. This works with your relationships. This works in every area of your life. The triple P method, pause, ponder, pray. This works when you're dealing with a coworker that you don't like that always has something to say. When you want to react and say something slick, take a moment, pause, ponder, pray about it, and you will be more proactive. Proactive people are less frustrated. They're less stressed because they are in charge of their response to the things that they deal with on a daily basis. Um, And this is something proactive, being proactive is actually one of the seven habits from Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. And so you want to be proactive and less reactive because reactive people are always reacting. Those are the people who are always angry, always frustrated and stressed out. So 2019, we are going to be doing the triple P pause, ponder, pray, and we are going to be proactive. We're not going to be circumstantial achievers. We're just going to be achieving, baby. Elevation 2019. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for like listening. I know that this podcast has been longer than normal. Um, and of course they won't all be this long, but if you have made it to this part of the podcast, you are amazing. Thank you. Don't let my sharing go in vain. (laughs) So thank you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. So we're coming to a close here. And so one of the things that I want to do for each podcast is, um, you know, we're going to have something that we focus on that we can talk about. I want you guys to send in your questions. Um, what questions that you do you have for me? What do you want to discuss? Send that in. Send that to me via email. Email me at lifestrategistkg at kendragarcia.com. Lifestrategistkg at kendragarcia.com. Um, also, follow me on social. Let's connect. Follow your girl on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My Instagram is lifestrategistkg. Twitter is Life Strategist KG, but it's L-Y-F Strategist KG. And um, my Facebook is Dream Life Coaching. Um, and so let's connect. Follow me on Twitter. Um, email me your questions. And I will definitely be picking a few of those or all of them to discuss in future podcasts. Let's get the conversation flowing. Let's talk about some real life 
things that come up that we deal with as people. How can we help each other grow? How can we help each other glow? <laughs> Speaking of glowing, um, another thing that I want to do is toast and praises. So we are going to toast and praise those who are stepping out of the box and working their asses off to achieve great success. The first toast and praise of the year is going to go to my girl, Toya Griffin. Toya is one of my coaching clients who in the year of 2018, took her lemons and made a lemonade stand, baby. Toya created her organic um, skincare line, um, which is scrubs and salts that she makes herself called Mo Scrubs. Toya is a R&B head from, she loves the 90s R&B. And so Mo Scrubs <laughs> was... Um, was inspired by the TLC song, Mo Scrubs. But like each one of her products has a name that us old head now, nowadays, the 90s is old head now, us old head R&B lovers can um, relate to. Um, so she has organic body scrubs. She has created scrubs to help with skin issues such as eczema. Toya is doing her thing. So I just want to toast to her. She has a website, mostscrubs.com, I think it is. Toya, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, babe. If I got it wrong, guys, I, I will correct it. But I think it's mostscrubs.com where you can purchase her organic body scrub. She has salts that she creates and they are amazing. Let me tell you, honey, I have been the beneficiary of some of them because um, she has definitely blessed me with some great products and they are amazing. So Toya, here's, here's to you. You hope guys join me, hold your glasses up, your, your uh, coffee mugs, whatever it is that you have. And let's toast to Toya taking lemons and making a lemonade stand, jumping out of the box and creating her business that is doing well in such a short period of time. And we wish you much success in 2019. All right. I will drink to that. All right. So um, as we wind down, I just want to leave you guys with some inspiration. And um, this is something that I'm going to do every time as well, just because I feel like we need it. We all need it. Everybody needs to be inspired. Um, and they say motivation is like bathing. You don't bathe just once, right? <laughs> you have to constantly bathe so that you can be clean. And motivation is something that you constantly need so that you can stay on track. And so the inspiration for today is, baby, just elevate, elevate. Every day that you are blessed with is a new day. On my voicemail, which people absolutely love or hate because they go to voicemail often. But on my voicemail, I have a saying, say, I, ha I say, happy new day. Happy new day. You know how we say happy new year? I say happy new day because I feel like each day is a new day for you to do a new thing. Um, and so I'm going to leave you with this. Every day that you are blessed with, be intentional about being the best you that you can be and doing something new every day. If you don't accomplish everything that you want to accomplish the, the day before, that's okay. If you are blessed with a new day, that's another day for you to get some of those things accomplished and know that you won't accomplish everything in a day because there's just not enough time in a day to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish. But if you are intentional and you use your time wisely, you will accomplish more each day than the day before. So focus on being more productive each day. We're not going to be circumstantial achievers. We are going to elevate in 2019. My theme for 2019 is level up. Y'all know that Sierra song? Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. That's what we're doing in 2019. So whatever way you feel like you need to grow in and level up, let's focus on that. So you guys, Let's focus on elevating. Until next time, my goal is to have a podcast for you guys every two weeks. So in between that time, 
Send me some emails. Let's get the conversation rolling. Let me know if this was helpful. Thank you guys for joining me today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Send your questions to lifestrategistkg at kendragarcia.com. Follow me on social. Deuces, people. It is your friend in your head and in real life, too. Life Strategist KG. The wine getting to me, y'all. I'm out. (laughs) 